welcome to the first ever podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Bohm. If this is your first time here, this is a show where I interview artists of all kinds about the first experiences in their art form that led them to where they are today. And my guest this week is photographer, illustrator, Kay Dargan. She is an unreal photographer and illustrator. You've seen her work on the cover of the newest Hot Mulligan record, You'll Be Fine, amongst other things. We get into all that stuff. And if you are a photographer or maybe an aspiring photographer, there's definitely going to be points in this conversation that you relate to or will find interesting and exciting and uh, hopefully, I don't know, maybe influence you a little bit. Uh, but before we get there, I'd like to shout out my sponsor, Discovered Magazine. Discovered is an international print counterculture magazine encompassing the best of music, art, skateboarding, and anything with a punk ethos. Listeners get 10% off a yearly subscription when you use the code FIRSTEVER, spelled out, when you visit store.dscvrd.co. Hey, also, there's a bonus episode with Kay Dargan right now available at the Patreon. If you hit up patreon.com slash the first ever Patreon, Kay answered questions submitted by subscribers, and uh, it's a good one. It's a very, very good one. Um, yeah, if that interests you, you uh, you can find out about upcoming guests, submit questions, get some bonus radio hours. There's a Discord channel, all sorts of fun stuff. One more time, that's patreon.com slash the first ever Patreon. And lastly, if you have not subscribed to the show on iTunes, Apple, or Spotify, or wherever you're enjoying this, I would very much appreciate it. And uh, always leaving a nice rating and review helps oh so much okay without further ado here is my conversation with Kay Dargan Kay thanks so much for hanging out with me today how are you I'm so great this is so cool thank you so much for having me I'm so excited I feel like you mentioned you were traveling are you not in Fargo right now no I'm not uh yeah so I wrapped the last tour that I just did and um Kind of ended up like falling in love on that tour. So I've been hanging out in New York, uh, in Albany. And then I went back Aww. and hung out with my mom, who now lives in Florida for Christmas. And then after that was done, I was like looking at the weather back in Fargo and it was literally negative 35. And I was like, uh, I don't think I want to go back there yet. So then I just came back to New York and I've just been hanging out here. And uh, well, at least it's like, uh, what? it's like 35 here in the positives. So I'll take that. So yeah, I'm kind of on like my off wow. season right now so I can chill. So I feel like you had a very uh, hallmark romantic comedy sort of uh, a season yeah. here. Yeah, I feel like that was I always kind of like thinking of my life like a, I don't know, like a TV show or a movie. And I feel like that was definitely like the holiday special. So right. Yeah, it's it, that definitely sounds like it. Um, but now the season know, is wrapped and I'm just being so boring here and it's great. <laughs> so uh, that's just, have you spent much time in Albany before? No, never. No. Yeah. Where where are you where are you at again? I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in Los okay, Angeles. Okay, cool, cool. But uh yeah, I have friends that are from from Albany. I've only ever been there really just like passing through on tour and stuff, but I'm curious what it was what it'd be like for someone from, you know, Fargo to now be uh be spending all your time there. Is it is oh. it has all the things you like? Yeah, I mean, well like have you you've been to Fargo? I know you have. I was just talking yeah. to my friends about it because yeah, the venue that you guys played I even got the date. It was like September 2012. Uh, that's where like yeah. that venue is where like I kind of got my start in all of this whole music scene shenanigans. And yeah, so I messaged them and I was like, guys, when was that Touche show? I I don't think I started <laughs> going to shows until like a couple years after that. But they said that it was yeah. legendary and that there were people spilling out like onto the street because they couldn't all fit in the tiny venue. And it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's good to hear that, about. Was, that was such a special night for us, too, because also we were, you know, it was like still pretty, I mean, it was early enough in our band. Um, but we were terrible at being responsible. So we showed up to that show, like during the band that was right before us. And that was when it, I believe it was tiny moving parts when they were still like yep. super local band. Oh yeah. Um, and so we like arrived towards the end of their set, like so late sure. to the show. And, uh, I'm sure nobody minded. It's so tough. Uh, yeah, and I'm sh yeah, and it was one of those things though, but like we'd never been to Fargo before. 
and we didn't know what if there was going to be 12 people if there was going to be 50 you know we you uh-huh. just never know totally. so we showed up and the whole place was totally packed and we and it was such a, a very like exciting like holy uh, shit this is gonna be awesome <laughs> so cool. yeah it was a blast so you're from fargo originally yep yep i am um yeah i was, I was gonna say so you kind of got to spend some time there. You can kind of see how it's, it's like, it's so flat and like all the streets are in like a perfect grid. It's very like simple to understand, I feel like. So kind of growing up there, I'm literally just like even blown away that here in Albany, there's like hills and stuff. <laughs> like I'm very easily like, whoa, it's so cool. Just because yeah, coming did you from do, a really yeah. place. Did you do much... Uh, much like traveling at all as a kid growing up like or did you pretty much stay in Fargo most of your life I was in Fargo most of it other than like my mom was a she was real creative with getting us a couple cool vacations and would like you know scam some timeshare companies and get us a cool like Florida trip every couple years or whatever but other than that pretty much stuck around the Midwest but and yeah it wasn't until I started touring pretty heavily and like when I was like 18 or 19 that I got to start seeing the world I guess so yeah, I was I was gonna say if if that if that was your first experience getting to tour with mm-hmm. bands and like really see the different regions and and hillsides yeah. and yeah, that's awesome. That's super, I mean that's a very special way to get to see the country for the first time. For sure, and be with all your pals and have like a task every day at hand. Yeah, it's a very special way to do it for sure. Absolutely. Um. So growing up, did you uh, did you despise or did you like the movie Fargo? I think it's pretty cool. I honestly didn't even. <laughs> Just- like properly watch it until like a few years ago but okay it's so funny because like the wood chipper is like on display at our visitor center and like our (laughs) i live like a block away from (laughs) our like cool little artsy movie theater downtown and they have like a huge display there and stuff and then i'm so cool i'm grateful for it because i don't think like without that movie i don't think anybody would have any reference of north dakota in general so i'm cool with it the show yeah, is super yeah, dope. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah, I I completely agree. I'm a yeah huge huge fan of of all of that. Uh, I think it was um, someone in Tiny Moving Parts told me about the wood mm-hmm. chipper and display. I I hadn't oh, thought about yeah. it till till you mentioned that right now. I, that's something I definitely want to see. I hope we can go back to Fargo. At some you gotta. Point. It's gotten tricky because like that venue that you played shut down like four years ago or so. So nah. things have been kind of hard in that regard, sure. I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm so glad you got to see that place in its in its glory days. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so <clears throat> I think it's an escape room now. It sucks. Oh, is that true? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blows. <laughs> Makes oh, me so man. mad. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like the escape room thing is a is is a is a fad that's probably gonna not last all too long. I could be wrong. I've I never done know. one. Have you done one? Me? No, I haven't yet. <laughs> I'm sure it's super fun. I, you know, not, not yeah. knocking escape rooms, but, um, you know how like, there's like the way like food, uh, like trendy food becomes mm-hmm. a thing and then all everyone's there's all over town and then eventually those go away, you know? Totally. I, I wonder if escape rooms are like the, um, the boba of, uh, <laughs> of activities. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they give me like spirit Halloween vibes that they just move into, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. businesses that are struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that completely. Um, so since you're obviously a photographer, um, I have a bunch of questions for, you know, like first experiences with, with photography. But the most basic question to start with is, uh, do, do you remember it. the first time you connected with photography as a as a young person? I remember. So like the first time that I realized like that photography is like cool as hell. I remember um, my neighbors across the street, uh, they were my age and their dad was a professional photographer. And I remember going over there and he had like just gotten like a new setup and had taken a photo of me when I was like, I'm trying to remember, I've been like blind as a bat for forever. Like I've had contact since I was like in elementary school <laughs> and I remember him mm-hmm. taking a photo of me. I think I was probably like a fifth or sixth grader and he like zoomed in and you could see like the outline of my contact on my eyeball. And I was like, that's so dope. And he let me play with the camera and stuff. Then and I kind of remember thinking like, yo, this is way cool because before that, as a kid, I always wanted to be like an illustrator or like an artist uh, in a more, yeah, painting or drawing and stuff like that. And I kind of realized like I'm also really impatient and uh, photography kind of made it be able to make something visual a lot faster and a lot more efficiently. And I don't know. But yes, yeah, so I remember that as I a never, kid. 
being like, yeah. I, was like I never thought about that as as an influence but that makes total sense it's like yeah you get kind of the instant gratification with yeah. taking a photo you can just For see sure. it you know yeah exactly um, were you taking like art classes and things like that at the time oh yeah yeah that's like always been my favorite uh part of school and stuff but and I think that's kind of and, how it kind of comes through in like my work now I guess because a lot of my you know more photoshop heavy stuff looks like what I was painting when I was in middle school and high school but interesting yeah that's yeah. that's what I was going to ask because yeah you you do so many you know very wonderful very uh it's it, you know like the way you play with colors in a lot of your photos it's like very striking and I was curious if that was mm -hmm. how those two influences came together yeah for sure and like yeah the structure of the photos definitely it came from yeah illustration I guess and then I think the colors is something that kind of has become really like at the forefront of what I care about when it comes to photography, just because I feel how much of a mood that creates. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I don't know. I can like, I know I can, I feel kind of spoiled because I think I can take a pretty like boring photo and like use colors to make it into something that makes you kind of slow down and feel something. And I like that. Oh, I love that. Did, uh, did, like do you still find your do you like paint or are you still drawing all the time or like do, do you still find time to do that for yourself I would love to find more time for it that's kind of something that this time of year I get to kind of fall back into I literally like just made it through I still have a few things to tie up but like I'm like busy freaking 24 7 for because I kind of pay my bills for the most part with weddings and portraiture and stuff in the summer back in Fargo so uh, yeah, so I pretty much do that nonstop from like May to, I mean, this year is like through October or through November. And then I hopped right on that tour and then I just got off the tour a few weeks ago and yeah. then it's Christmas and stuff. And I still just have like a few couple little things that I'm wrapping up and then I might have some free time to go do some stuff like that, like paint a picture or read a book or play a video game or something. I'm almost there, but <laughs> do you, uh, are you a heavy video game person? Kind of. I mean, yeah. I just, I like, I'm all about like Skyrim and like Oblivion and the those type of games where I can just like walk around and chill. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't really care so much about like the online games. That stresses me out. I don't want to play with people. <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you, do you, I'm trying to think of a way to like, <laughs> if we relate on, I'm trying to, if we relate on this a little bit, but like, okay. I really enjoy video games too, but mm -hmm. I have to use them as a reward system for myself oh, to yeah. like, because otherwise I would be oh, like, yeah. I have a very addictive personality. So like, totally. I can't trust my, I can't trust myself to like, just want to wanna be playing second, all the time. Away. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So like, I, uh, it sounds like we're similar in the way it's like, I have to accomplish a goal before I like trust myself to be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, uh, spend the next two weeks really playing this game, you know? For sure. <laughs> yeah um, i think it's very rare that i can get into a game like that it happens maybe like once a year or so but okay yeah sure uh so what do you remember the first photo you ever took oh man i i, I have like i'm like a really sentimental nostalgic person and i and i was recently looking through I hope this isn't encouraging anybody to do it themselves, but like to look through my Facebook albums because I would just make like the most huge obnoxious Facebook albums of like my photo adventures when I was like a middle schooler and I had my first little like point and shoot cameras and they're so funny. They're literally, I remember I was like so enamored with like the macro setting on those things and they're just like photos of like mushrooms and trees and stuff. And I'm right. Like, but yeah, so there's a lot of stuff like that. Just like walking around aimlessly taking photos of nature stuff and um and also like setting up like fake modeling shoots with my friends and stuff and so that type of vibe I just like I always had a camera on me once I got my first little point and shoot which was probably I was probably like 11 or 12 okay like a little digital camera um sure yeah, that's. I mean, you you probably. Be, I feel like a lot of friend groups have that friend that oh, that yeah. is always there to to be like everyone's kind of personal photographer in, sure. in a way. Hype man, personal photographer, <laughs> and then getting them all up on Facebook so we can all everyone's aunts and uncles can 
stand over <laughs> like the photo and comment on it mm-hmm. yeah exactly um now when you say a point and shoot uh just because i am uh <laughs> you know only only marginally uh you know informed it, it, sure. would that be a digital one or would that be a film one a digital one yeah okay yeah um it's kind of sad that like i was thinking about that like i mean those are so much worse now than iphones you know like the mm. little point and shoots that I think the ones that I had or like the one that I had was like 60 bucks from a pawn shop. And I thought it was like real good shit because it was like black at least. And it was kind of beefy. It was like an, I uh-huh. think it was like a Nikon Coolpix P600, I think. And I thought it was like in my little baby brain, I was like, yeah, I think this is like a, like a, an adult camera because it's black and like it's not like these little shiny ones that look like toys or anything and i literally remember like bringing it into the camera store in the mall and being like do you have any lenses for this and they're like what are you talking about this is a digital camera that doesn't have detachable lenses and i was like heartbroken because i thought i was really onto something by getting the black digital camera but uh yeah (laughs) no i understand yeah i could i could imagine that it's like yeah it's like if it feels like a brick and it like feels professional and yeah no i get it they i mean they did their job they kind of yeah, they tricked you. The company tricked you mm-hmm. into thinking that it was one of those things. I get exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I was about to ask uh, what uh, what your first camera was. So was that your first camera? Yeah, I guess that would have been my first little one. And then like my mom would always get us little disposable cameras before that. We always had those hanging around and that was fun. But we never really, I guess, had like the disposable income to get them developed though. So I, I actually recently just got not just, I mean, it was probably like five years ago that I, my mom gave me this like humongous tote bag of all these rolls of film and disposable cameras. No and I got all these way. crazy old photos developed and it was, it was very emotional, but oh yeah. So that was really special to see like, there's some dope photos in there. And I'm like, I, did I take this as like a freaking child or yeah. no clue. What was it photos of? Was it like just your family, was, your friends? Pets, yeah, it was a lot thing. of, a lot of our like those the handful of like little florida beach vacations and stuff there's a couple Mm -hmm. that i love that are like on like a black and white roll of like seagulls on the beach and i don't know they're beautiful but but yeah so that was i guess that probably would have been my first little experience with cameras was just like playing around with all these disposables that my mom would get but then never getting to see the photos actually until recently but um yeah and then it was it was well i know it was 10 years ago that i got my first I have mine right here. Like first DSLR camera, you know, big guy. But oh yeah. Um like the entry level one. I know my my mom opened up a Best Buy credit card and got me like Aww. the entry level Nikon one. I don't know why. Yeah. I always just like latched on to Nikon because I think that's just like the first little point and shoot that I had and I became staunchly uh devoted to Nikon just Sure. Because I was a little asshole, you know? Yeah. Uh <laughs> It sounds like your it sounds like your uh your your parents were were are supportive of your of your uh creative out, outlet there. Uh, has it always oh, absolutely. Did, were they always kind of encouraging it? Yeah, they were for sure. I, um yeah, I definitely credit that I mean as far as I've gotten or credit them a lot with as far as I've gotten just because of, I think that's quite the game changer when your parents are cool with you trying mm-hmm. out some yeah, more artistic things and but I also kind of like balanced it pretty well because I knew that uh, that I wouldn't really be able to go to college unless I like had a lot of scholarships and stuff like that. So I did like grind really hard in high school and did all the clubs and all the extracurriculars and stuff. But I kind of figured out how to weave in photography with all of that. And I kind of like very early on, like rolled up to high school, already kind of like cemented as like the school photographer because I've just always had a camera on me and was always putting up these albums and stuff. And was able to kind of work that into being in all these clubs and being like the historian for all the clubs. And I eventually even started like shooting commercials and stuff for like the school district and things like that. And wow, yeah. So I like, I shot my first wedding when I was, it was eight years ago. I was 14 for my, uh, my marketing teachers who had both been married previously, just like had a little wedding, uh, and like invited all of us marketing kids and hired me to shoot it and I got like 250 bucks for it and that was like huge and once I like showed my mom that check it was like game over she's like oh yeah you do whatever you want with this <laughs> like oh that's so, so cool yeah 
Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So this is kind of, this might be tough, but uh, I was trying to think. You know, like I said, like just first question. So, like, what about? Uh, do you remember the first photo you remember taking that you were like proud of? I remember. I think it probably was once I got my first. Well, hmm. Yeah. So I guess I guess it would be. I don't know if you saw it, but I do like this like this Christmas ornament selfie every year mm-hmm. because what, that was like the day that I got my first uh, DSLR camera was Christmas and it was 10 years ago now. And yeah, I remember staying up like all night trying to get a photo of my reflection in this Christmas ornament on our Christmas tree after getting the camera that day, you know, and it was just like so fucking fun. Just like, yeah, it took me forever, like to get a clear one. Um, yeah. And that night just kind of like running around taking photos of the Christmas lights and things like that. But I think I remember really feeling like a baller, like on the 4th right. of July that year when I, I had my first tripod and I took photos of the fireworks and like doing long exposures of those. And that's when I kind of really felt like, oh, I might be kind of good at this. <laughs> right. Um, oh, that, that's yeah, awesome. So that was did really you, exciting. Did you have uh did you have anyone that was like older that I know, I know you described the the neighbor that like showed you the yeah. that camera the first time but did you have any anyone like kind of helping you guide your way and like show you how to use different settings and things like that or was it all something you kind of picked up on your own I honestly was mostly on my own and I've always kind of been quite a control freak so that kind of worked out mm-hmm. for me and I yeah. yeah I would yeah like rent photo books from the library and uh so much youtube but yeah Ah. i was like i was very passionate about knowing the settings from the get-go and i felt i felt so cool rolling up to uh high school we had like we had two photo classes um so i felt very cool rolling up to those and like already knowing how all the settings and stuff worked and i was like the only person in that class that (laughs) cared so much about it so sure it's nice to have the class you just get an easy a in a teacher loved me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so what about with live photography, like band photography? Like, how did those two end up merging? Were you already really into music and there was a local oh, scene yeah. or how did that work? Yeah, so I loved music. And I think that was kind of always the dream from the get-go was somehow for photography to get me more into that world, even as like a kid. But I remember the first time that I brought a camera to a show was Motion City Soundtrack was playing an acoustic set at the Electric Vitas in Minneapolis in, I think it was 2012. So I was like a, a child <laughs> rolling up yeah. to this. But my mom drove me to Minneapolis because I was like, begged her. And I got there early and got up in the front with my, I think it was still the point and shoot at that point. Actually, no, no, that would probably would have been the big camera, the big little camera. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, that was a huge game changer. I just the feeling of like getting to see one of my favorite bands so close and also finally I mean like not really feeling like in the way because I felt like I was kind of contributing something to the whole experience. Um not that the photos were anything incredible, but I did feel much more comfortable, I guess. And that was definitely a big eye opener that like, oh, I think this might be where I should be trying to head to. And, and was that just, uh, I assume you didn't have a photo pass. You were nope, just, got your, you just got your camera into yep. the show. They let you bring it in. Did you have to they sneak did. it in or was it? I probably snuck it a little bit, but also, yeah. So I would have been like 13 or 12. So I don't mm-hmm. know how much I was actually knew about any of that. <laughs> sure. Um, that's so funny to think about. Like, I remember having no idea how to get to shoot a show and like, sending just like emails to anybody that seemed to be kind of having anything to do with the band or like, I remember trying to Snapchat message fallout boy. <laughs> Be like, <laughs> Cause I had no idea how that shit worked. And I had this like huge right. message and then you click send and they're like, you can't message this person. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've been a learning process uh, for sure. Yeah. Did, uh, for like the local venues and things like that, did did you become sort of like a fixture there where people knew that you were yeah. probably going to come shoot the show? Yeah. So I think I started going to shows. Yeah. When I was like 15, I think my first show mm-hmm. was Tiny Moving Parts. Um, 
And yeah, very quickly was like, yeah, I think I need to bring my camera to these. And kind of timed out great because there was another amazing photographer that shot all the shows beforehand and she was moving away. So it kind of worked out for me to like be able to step in to like kind of fill that now open space. And I ended up just shooting like every freaking show that would come through. And I would like shoot the show and like just sprint home to edit them and get the, these like bands, their photos within like an hour of the show ending. <laughs> and I did that for like years, you know, to kind of like, I don't know. It just kind of proved to everybody and proved to myself that like I'm a dependable worker, I guess. And that's kind of where everything came from for sure. Yeah. Um, what, uh, so I know you said you, you obviously just got off of a tour. Um, what was the first band you toured with doing photography? It would have been, would have been, so I, yeah, so I did that and like shooting all these shows that would come through Fargo. Um, and we had a ton, ton of overlap with the Minneapolis scene. And yeah, so I think the first like proper tour I got to do was with just like a, um, who are now like still my best friends in the world just a pop punk band from Minneapolis called unturned. Um, mm. and yeah, so kind of like that type of vibe. And then from there kind of more pop punk emo stuff kind of came from there. Um, but I remember like, it was really exciting hopping in the van to go shoot, uh, take hold fest in grand rapids in 2016. I think that was the first time I actually like, got in a van with a band, even though it wasn't a tour, you know, it was just a, sure get to this fast but it still felt like just so exciting and who played that that year oh man was it was I, 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 maybe i'm unfamiliar with that fest was it locals or do they have like bands from all over they were from all over but i don't think anybody like super huge i think it was like bands like tiger wine and like household and that type of vibe mm-hmm. um but yeah definitely a very cool vibe for sure and i was doing like and the same I- thing I, like just getting bands or photos is just like freaky fast turnaround because that that was those were fun because it was like there's like 15 photographers and i'm like i'm gonna beat all y'all edit these photos on my phone right now (laughs) get them up (laughs) seconds after the set's done (laughs) do you still do you still uh operate that way like do you still edit photos as quick as you can and just to get them out into the world as soon as you possibly can or do you know that you can relax just a little bit now you can relax a bit especially like on this last tour when it's like I am the photographer for the headlining band. I know I'm going to be okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, that's a big game changer for sure. But yeah, when you're just like on the come up and trying to make a name and figure out what you're doing. Right. It's probably the vibe to just work ridiculously hard for right. as long as you what, can. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I failed to ask, what tour were you just on, by the way? It was uh, the Hot Mulligan and Prince Daddy the Hyena and Super American and sincere engineer but yeah it was nice. like a full long... sold out u.s tour it was incredible absurd. yeah i think I, I think i saw the ad mat for that at mm-hmm. some point with like all of the sold out shows and i was like oh my god Psycho. good for them yeah, yeah. it's crazy because that tour was supposed to happen uh in may of 2020 mm-hmm. <laughs> so and they got rescheduled literally like four or five times <sighs> so and by the time that it finally happened though they are humongous compared to the beginning of the pandemic which kind of crazy that's yeah. super cool did the venues all stay the same the whole time probably um i think a ton of them got upgraded oh yeah yeah oh, wow God, good for the, good yeah they for sold them. out so like were... van buren and phoenix and shit like that like it was insane oh that's awesome that's yeah. that's uh was that your first time doing like a full us or had you done those before I think I've done a couple of them. It's just been been a weird couple of years. I don't know if you've been around, but um, yeah, I've I've done a handful. Um, but I guess yeah, the last proper one I did was with that same Hot Mulligan band um, in 2019, and it was crazy. Yeah, because like they were still sold out, but it was to rooms of like two, three hundred people, you know. But mm-hmm. these ones are selling at like thousand plus rooms. And it's, it's insane psycho and it's really yeah. cool because this one was like very cathartic because um their last full length that they put out was i did the album art for it and it's maybe like my favorite thing i've done maybe ever yeah and it was just like one of those things that came together like so flawlessly and so easily and naturally and i just am so proud of that piece and it was 
so I was really excited for that tour when I thought it was going to be happening, you know, in 2020. Um, and then by the time that they actually did get to have the tour, they already have like another EP and stuff out, but it was just like, I'm really glad I got to be there for all that kind of feeling. So connected to them, you know, from getting to that art for them. Um, I was going to ask because yeah, I know you did that, their album cover. Was that, uh, was that the first album cover you did or had you done those for local bands and, and such? I've done quite a few at this point. Um, yeah, I think I, that's weird. I don't even know like how many I've done. <laughs> that's kind of a thing. Like I'm trying to be more thoughtful, I guess, with that kind of thing. I had like a really great string of like a couple years of doing album art for bands. That was like, everything just went out off without a hitch, like including that hot mulligan art. Then I did a cool one for this band bearings um, from Canada. And yeah. And then just like some for like my friends, like that unturned band and stuff like that. Um, but then like over the pandemic, I had a couple experiences where would get like really far along with a piece and then like last minute they would like pivot and be like actually we're going with someone else and I was kind of like last couple years has been like a knock on my album art confidence and I want to straighten that out but also I need to like that's kind of something that I'm also trying to you know work into my brain that not everything's just going to work out perfectly and that's just not really how art goes too so somewhere in there there's a balance but for so let's talk about that uh the hot mulligan cover for a second so like i i'm familiar with the cover and mm-hmm. i'm curious if it was like they had a vision and asked you to take a crack at it or maybe sure. you had a vision or what was how did that come together so they literally just gave me the album to listen to and then they said literally the only thing that we care about is that like the color red is in it somehow and that was mm. it and like Easy. after listening to the album yeah <laughs> no problem <laughs> After listening through um, the album, the theme of like loneliness, I guess, was very like prevalent. And that's kind of what I started using to like get the gears in my brain worrying about it. And that was like my first idea. I didn't even tell Mm -hmm. them about it. I just went out and shot it and went out and edited it like later that day and did like the whole layout and everything. And I was like, what do you guys think about this? And like, this is it. It's perfect. (laughs) It was like so easy. First try. First try. Wow. No edits. Insane. Wow. Good yeah, for you. Yeah, that felt real good. But wow. Definitely that's, awesome. that's not how that works normally. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, that's almost dangerous that it worked out so easily because then I it sort think of it did set up. me up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I got this. This is no problem. Yeah, so this is what album art is like every time, I'm sure. It'll be fine. Right. Totally. It's not. Uh, definitely not. No. Certainly not. <laughs> certainly not. Um, so I know you mentioned earlier that you do wedding photography. I noticed you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, was that something that, um, once it came your way that one time you were like, oh, I enjoy this. This feels like a, like a way to kind of keep a steady income coming. Um, do you look forward to it every season? Like, how do you feel about it these days? Yeah, no, I love it. And I just think it's, I feel so lucky to have something like that, that is very dependable financial wise. And I also just like, you know, more than anything, when it comes to photography, I just like love making people feel good about themselves and feel at ease knowing that they're like important memories and stuff are in good hands. Um, and that really obviously scratches that itch like crazy. And, and I, I hear like a lot of, not a lot, but I often hear like negativity, I guess, towards like photographers that do like more traditional stuff like that. And it's always just like strange to me. Cause it's like, I just feel so lucky to get to have a job where I get to hold a camera and take photos and yeah and I think I think I love it still so much because I not to like jinx myself but I haven't like fucked up yet I haven't like lost a wedding or had like a memory card get damaged or I don't have any clients that are mad at me yeah <laughs> oh like, I didn't until that, that happens aspect. I'm like smooth sailing but yeah oh wow I haven't even thought about that aspect of like it's kind of stressful if yeah, if you lost the the photos or something mm-hmm. goes wrong with that with oh with the transfer oh knock I on, feel like yeah, every, knock on wood every wedding I shoot I have like somebody that'll come up to me and be like oh yeah my sister just got married and her photographer just like deleted their wedding on accident and I'm like oh <laughs> I can't even imagine I, hear I can't crazy I mean stuff like that at least in the back of your mind you know that 
uh, people have phones in their pockets all the time. So it's like, it's not like sure. there will be no proof of a wedding if that happens, but like, totally. obviously that's your job and that's what you're paid to like, do. And my, I literally have nightmares about that. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. That's what have, eats me up at night. Just the thought yeah. of something like that happening. But yeah, so have like I've been, or what's up? Go ahead. Well, I was oh, gonna yeah, say, I have just... you had, have you had any moments of like, something uh, like like having some sort of disaster happen like that where you're like oh shit like whether it's like you got hired to shoot a show and that happened or um i've had like it was like so long ago like i accidentally formatted a card that had like a five minute prom photo shoot i did on it so i had some prom moms that were pissed at me oh no and i I had to give back like 200 bucks you know yeah but so, but since then it hasn't happened again. And that was literally like six, seven years ago. So by the way, then, I, I, I feel like, uh, I, I feel like with the amount of bands that have similar sounding names, uh, I would be surprised if prom moms isn't uh, <laughs> taken. <laughs> that literally sounds like the type of band that I am so into. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a, like a mom jeans or like a, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like, there's there's all those different versions. So, uh, <laughs> so whoever's many. out there, li- yeah, whoever out there's listening, um, you have to give me twenty dollars to use the name prom mom. There and you, you have to be dope, or else it's twenty more dollars. <laughs> um, so uh, for so back to so back to you know shooting bands and and portraits mm-hmm. of bands and things like that. Like, um, do you remember the first time you got uh published by? maybe like a music magazine or something like that because you've you've shot for like i think i saw yeah. like maybe shot for like news no, new noise and things like that before it was okay so i guess i kind of i worked a bit for like a a show photo uh website um and for them i got to do like breaking benjamin <laughs> cool okay. shit like that um, yeah but the first time i had like a i got to like hold a magazine with my photos in it was tiny moving parts for alt press a long okay. time ago but um yeah and that's surreal but honestly that's kind of like a, a realm that I haven't pushed myself too far into like feel like I just kind of take things like a day at a time and that's like something that I want to kind of pivot towards a bit like looking more towards like publication and that type of thing because you know photography is still well, I guess it's like finally sinking in now that I kind of am at a point where I can kind of do more stuff like that instead of just focusing on like making sure like my bills are paid and stuff like that um but yeah i just have had like a couple little little things like that but nothing too crazy but i would love to uh keep pushing towards that direction because that's a crazy feeling to get to hold yeah your photo in your hands (laughs) yeah i'm sure i'm sure that was extremely exciting getting that copy of alt press and and uh opening up and seeing your name credited hopefully they credited your name they sure did oh yeah nice yeah nice no that Um, was it's an insane feeling to hold it and be like, oh my God. And there's also just thousands of other people around the world right now that are holding my photo kind of too. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, a, that's an extremely exciting thing. <clears throat> what, uh, this is kind of a funny question, but what is your okay. favorite like kind of band to shoot? Like, do okay, you, like so, if you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about that a lot lately too, because I guess the last couple of years I kind of got into like the metalcore world a little bit and mm-hmm. that's like fun and cool and stuff. But getting to do this last tour again, which is like in the realm that I'm much more familiar with and which is like what got me started, you know, um, just kind of reminded that I just I love shooting bands that have fun. <laughs> and like, yeah, maybe don't take this. Not, not to like I'm going to get in trouble. I say like take themselves so seriously. But I love shooting bands that are just like, yeah, fun and goofy. And I can because with that, I can like really lean into my preferred style, which is just like obnoxious, crazy colors and stuff instead of trying to make it look so intense. And yeah. So yeah, I definitely, I love shooting that last year that I just got off was like a perfect fit for me. And I, it was like a really good reminder that like, Oh my God, I've missed this world so much just from how much fun I can have shooting it and editing it and just being at those shows is just great. But not that. No, that metaphor's dope too. But it yeah. just lends <laughs> these other guys just like lend to my preferred style much easier, I guess. Yeah, I no, that's I think that it. makes that makes perfect sense to me. I think that, you know, 
when you see photos of bands or, or whoever artists playing and they're smiling and they're, you mm-hmm. know, clearly having a good time, um, you know, those photos feel a little bit more electric when you look at them, like you can see totally. the personality in them. Whereas, you know, uh, you shoot a death metal band, you know, yeah. people are likely <laughs> standing completely still. They sure and, are. <laughs> and, uh, and you have to then just rely on maybe like the lights of the show to make sure the photo looks energetic. Right. Sure. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, so I guess my first kind of actual proper run back um, was really fun. It was only like a five day thing, but my best friends in the world who I met through that Fargo venue um, are in a metal band, Phobophilic or death metal band. And I got to go with them because they did like four or yeah, I think it was four dates with Gate Creeper out for oh, cool. when Gate Creeper started with Knock Loose. So I guess it was like my first proper little run back uh, since the pandemic. And, but that shit's fun because those are like my best friends and I know they trust me to get a little weird, but also I'll also give them all the photos in black and white too, just so we make sure (laughs) they're looking cool and scary. Right, Right. (laughs) exactly. But it Um, is also like, it's a fun little puzzle to solve too of trying to figure out how I can shoot somebody like Gate Creeper and still use interesting colors that make me happy but mm-hmm. still make them happy because they're still scary <laughs> you do know? you enjoy that challenge oh absolutely i would that's still like the best job in the world even if it's not the simplest process for me because i don't have just like my favorite preset which is hot pink and blues you know but right yeah i still love it for sure have you experienced burnout with with shooting ever or has it always remained this like you know, idyllic, exciting thing that you can always rely on. I've had it pretty good in that regard. Like I've, the only burnout that I felt that I'm now realizing is all kind of like made up because I get freaked out that like, oh my gosh, my clients have been waiting for three weeks for their family photos. And when in reality, no one's ever like pissed. And especially during the pandemic, I think the pandemic has really, really softened people up and made them much more understanding of, you know, people like me that are providing a service are also people and it's kind of given us given us like a better perspective on time in general and I think like before the pandemic I would have a lot more inpatient people that were you know the day after the shoot be like can I see them and it's like come on Uh, right but but yeah so I I guess I've get I get overloaded a, a bit with just the sheer amount of volume that I do especially in the summers um but still like whenever even like when it's hard for me to get out the door to head to my next shoot, whenever I start shooting again, I like the weight and like the stress is just like gone again because I love doing that. And it doesn't even matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's my cousin's newborn baby photos or my favorite band. Like I always can count on like whenever I get to lift my camera up again that I'm going to feel good. So Love that. That was cheesy. Love that. um well shoot i can hit you with the last question which is uh do you remember the first time you felt like you were doing the thing that you had been working so hard towards i do okay um i think it was one of my first like tours it was probably 2017 2018 um i was with remo drive another cool minneapolis band and they were touring with one of my favorite favorite bands or groups guys in the whole freaking world uh jeff rosenstock like Mm -hmm. i love this man and yeah i was geeking the fuck out that i get to watch him you know and yeah so throughout those like yeah it's only like four or five days that we got to do um but yeah i would shoot them too and i was like so shy and so scared to say anything to them because they're so cool (laughs) and i was still like a little (laughs) baby still kind of trying to figure everything out but um and like like our, at our last show in Denver at the Bluebird Theater, um, I had yes, yeah, so I'd been sending them photos like every day, and um, the show was like about like doors are about to open, and I kind of like ran into Jeff, and he like pulled me aside and he told me like hey I hope you know like I like adore the photos you've been sending, and the way that you use color is like so huge, and I can just tell that you're gonna go far because you're doing things exactly how you want to and in a way that others are, would be scared to and like I hope you never stop or something like that and it literally oh. like knocked the wind out of me to have 
an artist of that caliber that I've admired for so long. Give me that kind of reaffirmation, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was, and I feel like that was like a huge turning point, I guess, for my confidence and just feeling like, yeah, I'm doing what I should be doing right now. So Right. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. It's funny. Jeff is someone that I don't believe I've, I don't think I've ever met. Really? But we have so many friends in the oh, same circle. I literally circle. can't and imagine. He, and he, and he, I'm pretty sure he lives pretty close to me too, which is just so <laughs> funny that we're, we just orbit this world. Like, I don't know if you know who Dan Ozzy is. Um, he's like a writer. He just put out a book called Sellout, but like he lives okay. up the street and those two are like, super close they, like chris barron yeah, yeah, yeah super yeah. close like i've known chris barron since he was a teenager like oh my gosh but yeah it's just we we orbit the same world but it, totally it's, it's interesting yeah I, I plan on hitting him up to come on the show at some point maybe that can Please. be our unofficial first time talking <laughs> yeah me and jeff homies you can plug me it'll work out great <laughs> okay i will i will absolutely um i just thought about my first memory of you uh, which would have been, I'm assuming, shooting at the Triple Rock, right? Yep, I knew. Yeah, yep. I can't believe um, you remember that. That's so cool. <laughs> well, because it was, I think it was just, just a situation where, um, you know, uh, it was a venue that we were excited to play because it's like a, it was, it's such a historic place. I'm so Legendary. sad that it's gone. I I'm know. So sad that it's gone. Heartbreaking. What, what did that become, by the way? What is it at this point? Do you know? I have no idea. I don't even want to think about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, yeah, that uh, sucks. But what, I was, but what I was gonna say is like, you know, I think it was a situation of like we were excited to be at this place. Totally. And um I think in my mind probably I was like, man, I hope that there's a photographer at this show just ah! so like we could eventually see photos of us playing at this venue that we're so excited to play. And For sure. uh then then I noticed that there was a photographer that was you, and then you and became sort of this in a lot of cities you end up um, when you come back often, uh, you mm-hmm. end up seeing a lot of familiar faces. Maybe you don't have conversations with them or, or totally. anything like that, but like, you know, like, oh, that photographer's here again. That's cool. For um, sure. So for that, you know, thank you for ever taking the time to to shoot oh us. Gosh. And, you know, I think it's and- people like you, it's photographers like you that, um, you know, I, I hope you're getting you you get the love you deserve for providing that service to bands like us, you know, like especially bands that are first starting out, like photos mean so much and it helps in so many different ways so yeah keep up the oh keep up the gosh. good work i think i've definitely lucked out in that regard and yeah i hope that it's extended to all the other little me's in training <laughs> and that was such a freaking fun show um i don't even know if you remember but we had like a i was starstruck because you were just like walking around the venue and i'm like holy shit it's terrible and oh. i think i i don't even remember exactly what you said but we had like a nice little conversation i probably said something like i am taking photos i'll send them to you after the show and you said something nice and it was a great experience and yeah i uh because we play i know we played there i want to say three times i'm wondering mm-hmm. what show which one that this do you remember one which one that was single mothers and gouge away i think oh okay so that was probably yeah. the last time we played there even yeah, probably it might have been oh, one of the last man. shows i shot there oh man because i only Cause shot a handful probably- there 2017 maybe i want to say that might have been 2016 2017 yeah i saw Um, you guys there and then i also saw you uh, i want to say like in omaha with culture abuse was that with time cards too yeah what brought you to omaha i mean it's like a five-hour drive from fargo which is like pretty good (laughs) okay so you would just were are you were you kind of used to making long drives to oh my god yeah yeah it is yeah fargo's just like the most literal like isolated place and yeah a five-hour drive to see three of my favorite bands no problem ancient i want to tell you i want to tell you a funny story that I'm i don't ready. get to relate to many people that will re- understand this but i played in a band before touche i played guitar in this band that should not have toured because <laughs> it was just like there's like we didn't have we weren't on a label it was the days of like if we if you had enough myspace plays totally you think you should tour um so we were our bread and butter was places that other bands didn't play like places where if you went there um it's just the thing to do in town and people will come so what i'm getting at is uh (laughs) we played in minot sick north dakota (laughs) 
<laughs> and I have such a funny memory of um, that band I was with. So we went to like, we just stopped at a diner to get breakfast or something like that. Sure. And uh, the, the server was this older woman. And someone in my band had asked like, Hey, do you have any like vegetarian options or something like that? And uh, she then called us, va- she was like, oh, are you a bunch of vegans? And called us vegans. And we we're like, well, that's funny. <laughs> and then, then, uh, and then we were, uh, no, we were on our way. We were on our way to that, to that city. And then we mm-hmm. asked, how much further is it? Because this is before iPhones. We're like, how much further yeah. is it to Mano? Because we thought it was pronounced Mano. <laughs> and then she made fun. She was like, Mano, it's my not. And uh, I just remember thinking, like, well, fuck us, I guess, for thinking it had some sort of, you know, like, uh, some, you know, some, like... Uh, a little flair on different... it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, giving us exactly. a lot of credit. So, exactly. So, so we had it was this... and Mano. So, yeah, that was just, like, that's my favorite memory of touring, of, like, touring through North Dakota. Just this, this, this back so and forth of this culture clash that we had with this uh, older, older older woman that was just fantastic it just makes me um, happy that you've even been through north dakota i can't tell you like how many times i've heard like every band on that last package some of them were like yeah we've played like every continental state including alaska but not north dakota <laughs> it's like oh wow why do you hate us uh, it's oh yeah, yeah, it's just it. it's one of those places it's just so hard to get up there i feel like montana sure. and north dakota oh, yeah oh south dakota is actually probably even south harder than too. north dakota because like where do you play we played like a small play city falls uh, I think we played Sioux Falls. We might have also played a, one of the Rapids, Rapid, Rapid City, City. Because there's also Rapid yeah. Falls that's oh, sure. not that's not South Dakota, it's, uh, something <laughs> like that. But anyway, um, ours was because we've played all fifty states now, and ours our yeah, last yeah. one was West Virginia, of all okay. places. That's yeah, strange. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's crazy that we got that we got South Dakota, uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, mm-hmm, Alaska. Mm-hmm. And Hawaii before and Hawaii. we got before we got West, West Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> That's pretty good. It, yeah, it was the whole thing. Well, hey, I've taken it up enough for, enough for your time today. I really appreciate this conversation. Thanks for hanging out with me. Keep up the Ooh, great so work. Nice. You're you're uh, you're a very specific photographer with a very specific eye and vision, and uh, I appreciate what you do. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Can't wait for whatever next time I get to see you guys rock is going to be. <laughs> hopefully soon all right take care see you jeremy and that is our show thank you so much to Kay for coming on and thank you for listening reminder hit up patreon.com slash the first ever patreon to support the show and hear a bonus episode available now where Kay answers questions submitted by subscribers. All right, I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.